0: You don't see it anymore, but when I was a child, I would see girls play hopscotch. Is there anybody here that ever played hopscotch? Oh, that's good. Well, I have a surprise for you. When the Lord said, what shall I compare this generation to? It's like children who sit in the marketplace and call to one another. We played the food for you, but you did not dance. We sang a dirge, but you did not it archaeologists uncovered a hopscotch game and they say it's one of the oldest games that children played and they would sing. I remember when I saw girls play it they would bounce a ball and jump around but in Jesus' time they would sing rhymes and do it that way. And so he's quoting bringing to their minds a children game. And then he talks about how sad it is that they did not recognize his time. They did not recognize John the Baptist. Why did they not recognize him? Because they wanted to be in control. Because they wanted to plan their own destiny. They didn't want to surrender in any way to what plan God might have. They had the plan. The overthrow of the Roman Empire, an earthly kingdom, they had it all mapped out. And there was no room in their thinking or acting for God to act in their life. How many of you ever heard, and I don't know if it exists in other countries, but how many of you ever heard of an app? called Waze. Waze. This app is what Uber drivers use, or taxi drivers, and many people who drive use the app called Waze. How do you spell it? Well, I had a very interesting experience about a month ago. I called Uber to bring me to the doctor, and the driver decided he was going to use Waze. I said, sure, whatever. And I I was a little bit familiar where the doctor was because I had been there many times. So now as he was journeying to the doctor following Waze, I was amazed. I'd seen things I had never seen. Some of the things were beautiful, beautiful homes, beautiful streets. And he just kept turning and turning and turning. And I sort of... At first, I had a sudden fear. I realized I was just totally surrendering myself to this driver, and I just had to take it for granted that he was going to get to where I needed to be. Then he did something unusual. Well, maybe it wasn't unusual for him, but he said, now I know the way. And he stopped following ways and decided to go his way. (laughs) course he got lost. So then he had to go back. I was a good, the whole ride lasted about 45 minutes longer than it ever should have. He was full of apologies and everything else, but it, it really didn't matter. But this morning when I came here and I was just asking the Lord for what he wanted you to hear, he put that app and that image in my mind, and he said the Holy Spirit is like, wait, first you need to surrender to the app called the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> you have to give up your self-will, your spirit's control to go the way that God wants to reach you. And just like that Uber driver went and first I saw things that were beautiful, but then I wasn't interested, but I was nervous. And isn't that what happens when we follow God's way? We're uneasy. We don't know where going to take us. When are we going to get there? How is this going to end? And if we do not try to surrender and let the Spirit take us, and he's not going he to make a mistake. He knows exactly where we need to be, at what time we need to be, and when we need to be. But it demands from us total surrender, right not only of our will, but of our very self, of our logic. Because the first thing you want to say is, this is not logical. Wouldn't it be better just to go directly? Not to turn it this way and that way? And that. Our struggle. We have intelligence, we have reason, and they all come against doing God's way. We have to give up our desire. I desired to be there 45 minutes earlier. God's plan was 45 minutes We have to give up everything we could give up and blindly, lovingly, just say, Lord, you know the way, you are the truth and the life and go with it, and what happens when you do beautiful things, beautiful things, just like I saw beautiful things, you experience beautiful things. First of all, the first thing you experience is peace in your heart and in your soul. Because Christ says to us, my peace I give you, my peace I leave." but not as the world gives it, do I give it. So already he's telling you that if you want to live in His peace, and it's beautiful to live in this peace and joy, if you want that for yourselves, he's already saying to you something very important. You will receive it, but not as the world gives So his peace comes in an utterly different way from the way we would imagine it to come. This is the gift he wants to give all of us, the gift of peace. Peace always carries with it joy. And when you saw Mother Teresa on the TV or in person, you always saw the most peaceful, joyful person, because she was totally abandoned, surrounded, to whatever way God is going to lead This is what we need to grasp. Because we can heal our wounds and we can suffer with Christ. We can do all those things. But if we are not totally going abandoned and living the life to the fullest in the Holy Spirit, it will be such a struggle. We want to be close to our Blessed Mother. There was no one who was more filled with the Holy Spirit. There's no one who wants us to receive the Holy Spirit. There's no one who wants us to receive more than the Blessed Mother. Because this is what brought her peace in her suffering. This is what gave her joy in her suffering. She was sorrowful of the cross, but she was at peace. It's a great mystery how that could happen. But that's what God does. He does not give you the sorrow as the world gives you, sorrow, where you feel helpless, hopeless. When you experience the sorrow of the blessed love, you experience the peace and the love of Christ sustained so in that sorrow. That's the way the Lord loves and teaches you. That's the way you most represent the mother